Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, and I'm joined here once again with Christopher Wesley. How are you today, my friend? Uh, you know, uh, doing well, doing well. I, <laughs> I don't know if I can say living the dream in quarantine anymore because everything's starting to open up anymore. Uh, my catchphrase is gone. Uh, yeah, well, but, uh, maybe you know. maybe we'll come back in the fall. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I, hope I had to. That was too easy. It was too easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, well, you know, as painful as that is to think about, I know that, um, uh, John, you've been talking to a lot of your clients. Um, I've been talking to some of my clients, but I've also been living something that uh, some people would maybe say is even more painful, and that's uh, budgeting, right? Uh, because it's it's June. It's that time of the year where uh, budgets are in and being approved and finalized. And it might be like one of the hardest challenges to do, not just because uh, we don't get into church ministry for math, but because of so much unknown and to figure out. So today we're gonna talk a, a little bit about budgeting, not just like best practices, but like what like we should be doing with budgeting, what we should be doing with planning, especially not planning to reopen necessarily, even though we have two great episodes or at least three great episodes on that, but like uh, what uh, planning for the fall and the winter and just the 2021 uh, like calendar mm-hmm. school year, fiscal year looks like for everybody. Uh, so John, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, context of um, how this subject has emerged in, in your world through Parish Success Group and, and, and so forth. Yeah, the, the reality is we have been rightfully caught up in, in COVID land, right? And, and figuring out how do we do ministry in this COVID world that we're in. And that, that is absolutely correct, absolutely good use of our time. And now we're in a place where parishes are looking at opening up for masses, right? And, and we've had previous episodes on that, so we're not going to talk about that today. And, and so, but there's a lot of energy being spent on that. And then the next level of energy is being spent on figuring out summer. What, what about all these summer stuff, vacation Bible schools and these work camps and, and whatnot, all these stuff that we do during the summer and trying to figure out we're going to be allowed to do them. Or we can't do that. And again, that's right that we'd be thinking about that. But what has been lost in the conversation, Chris, with the folks that I've been talking with is that there hasn't, at least my interpretation of it, there hasn't been a lot of thinking about the fall, quote unquote. And I use the fall as kind of a placeholder, basically just say, are we thinking post COVID and, and kind of next steps and what this looks like. And, and what I have found myself doing with my clients, Chris, is pushing that conversation on my clients. Maybe they're not, and, and they haven't been ready for it because they've been thinking about all the other things I've just named, but I've been finding myself like, we have to start pushing and thinking what does fall quote unquote look like you know um and that's i think that's essential and i don't think we were spending enough time on that and that's why we want to spend this time on this particular podcast episode just breaking that conversation open a little bit awesome awesome so yeah um i know and i'll speak from my personal standpoint this is something that i'm currently going through and it's just an interesting conversation because before in the past right when uh I, I planned for the fall, um, except for the first year I was at my current parish and the first year I was at, you know, my previous parish. It, it was a lot of like, okay, let's look at the template, right? We all have these pretty templates and I'll make a tweak here. Or I'll make an adjustment there. But really it wasn't, um, 
there wasn't too much to think about in that regards. Now, I, as people know, listening, I've always been a strategist. I'm thinking big picture, how we can make these changes. But with um, everything that has gone on, right? Like it, um, and and not just because I want to change programming for programming change sake, but financially, right? Our church has taken an, a hit or an impact, and most parishes um, have taken uh, an impact. And so it's kind of like, okay, our resources have changed, our what we can do has changed, um, and how we need to do things do need to change. And, and, and one thing I've been telling my clients to make it more of a positive experience is this is our opportunity. You know, we've always complained that things needed to change or that business as usual was not working out. And this is our opportunity to start thinking, you know, forward, to start thinking a little bit differently. And so I think even though it'll be a little bit more work, one of the first things I would suggest is that we have to be creative, but with creativity is going to be a little bit more work up front. Um, and with that work up front, it's going to alleviate some of the work that might happen last minute or when you do have to adapt or change. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's perfect because here's the challenge. The reason that we haven't started to think a lot about the fall yet, you know, is the ambiguity of what things are going to look like. You know, because we, we really still don't know. Things are easing up, things are opening up, but what are going to be the new regulations around whatever, masks, social distancing, how many people you can have in rooms, all that stuff, right? I understand that. And so the, the, the ambiguity of all has caused us to stop our planning. And so just to be clear, we are not advocating for plan like you've always planned, right? You know, plan like, you know, Chris, you said earlier, like it's fall 2019. No, we're not saying that at all. But what the ambiguity is causing people to say, what do we do? Uh, I'm not willing to think about it. So let's just not do anything. So around budget, for instance, you know, one of the realities that I, I have seen is that uh, it's late when we're recording this, it's late May, right? Well, usually by now budgets are well in formation, but because we don't know what numbers are going to look like, you know, we, we haven't moved. And so one parish in particular hasn't created their first draft of their budget yet, just because one, they've been overwhelmed with everything else, you know, and, but two, it's like, how do I even begin? Like, do I, what's my revenue going to look like? I'm thinking from a business manager point of view or pastor's point of view, it's like, I don't really know what my revenue is. Do I, what, what are our registration numbers going to look like for youth ministry or religious ed or the school or whatnot? And do we have to, to plan down. The reality is you have to plan conservatively. You have to plan that your revenue is going to be down. Your numbers are going to be down. Not, not necessarily dramatically. It depends on, on what your parish, but you need to plan for less than what you've currently, uh, currently have thought about, but you've got to put something on paper and get the ball rolling and get in that conversation. And that's been the challenge. That's been the obstacle is the ambiguity. And and one of the, the things when we think about the fall is like, you haven't been doing what you've normally done for the last three months. Whatever you did pre-March, you know, you can, you can wipe yourself away from that. You know, you can come back to some of that, right? But the reality is the church has continued on, has gone on. You have lived without your normal operating plan for three months already, at least, depending on the circumstances of where you're at, right? There is nothing saying that you have to do exactly what you did last year, this next year. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't. This is what I've been railing on, Chris, is like now's the opportunity to shed old wineskins, to use a biblical thing that everybody's using today, right? And, and what are the new wineskins? What are the new things? What are the things about your ministry this past year 
that are haven't been fruitful, that haven't been helpful for you, right? Or that haven't been as effective in moving the mission forward. If they haven't been as effective, then you should seriously consider evaluating whether you do that again in the fall or not and move it aside. Because the reality is parishioners, maybe they'll, they'll notice the differences, but their world is in upheaval as well. And so they don't necessarily have the expectation that, oh, my parish is going to do all the same things that they did last year, this next year. So I think you're going to have less resistance. I think you have an opportunity to get creative and, and add some new things, get rid of the old stuff that is not creating intentional disciples, that's not evangelizing, and really start thinking about that and having some, quite honestly, having some fun with that and brainstorm and dream about it and create plans to launch some of that in the quote unquote fall. Well, and, and that's, that, 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 that's well said. And one of the things I would kind of, you know, pile on with that is if you uh, plan to do things as normal as you used to, you're probably gonna get more resistance than if you do something completely different. Because as John pointed out, right? people's lives are in upheaval, right? Um, uh, you know, he, here in Maryland, they're announcing youth sports to a certain capacity are available. And my wife and I are like, oh, do we want our 10 and seven year old playing youth sports and everything like that, right? So if you're a DRE or a youth minister and you're like, hey, we're gonna have large group gatherings on Sundays, you know, this fall, uh, people might not be ready to do that, right? People might be more resistant. But if you say, hey, here's an alternative that's a little bit different it's going to cause you to change and do some things, but you know, it's not like what we did before. People are going to be more intrigued because I think people in, in their personal lives are looking for something different because we've all been so changed by this. Um, you know, going back to something you were saying before with being conservative, I would almost say when you look at your budget and you look at your planning, start with the things that you definitely know, right? Like are hundred percent certain. Um, and then see what you can do for free, right? Like see what you can do that doesn't cost any money and see what is a hundred percent certain because anything you can do that doesn't cost money, right? No one is going to care about in the budget, right? Where um, you start with those things that are certain and then you can build on those. So some things that might be certain, um, for example, I know as a parish, right? We still need to communicate. So having um, a subscription to an email marketing tool or our database, right? we still need to pay the database, right? That's a certain, and I know people are like, no duh, whatever, but sometimes when you have those concrete, almost certain things in place, that's gonna help you then say, okay, then what are the next things that we need to budget for that maybe aren't as certain, right? Like booking a bus for a, a trip or you know, ordering food for an event or something like that. So start with those things that are certain. And then look at those things that are free, like uh, for content, uh, for example, there's so much free content out there. I mean, it might not be as good as some of the paid content, but like start with at least saying like, okay, I know we can use, you know, the USCCB website for, you know, uh, for, for Bible verses or whatever, you know, or I can use this app or I can use this resource. Start with what's free, at least to give you again, that framework of where you can begin and what you can use that's gonna have less risk and consequences. I think that's an excellent way of thinking. This is, this is just about thinking outside the box because here's the reality. The other reality too, Chris, that we need to think about is, is that we need to plan, we need to have contingency plans for whatever's going to potentially happen with COVID in the fall, right? You know, look, I am a scientist. I'm going to say it's going to come back in the fall. It's not, who knows? I don't know. But the reality is we've embraced 
more online technologies and more learnings. And so now is an opportunity to say, okay, you know, how are we going to look in the fall in terms of our use of technology? How are we going to do some hybrid stuff? What's going to be face-to-face? What's going to be technology? What's going to be in between, right? But I think we need to think multiple scenarios. The reality of, as we've seen this year, the reality of, of having one plan and following that plan all the way through without any obstacles is is not a wise way to plan. And so we need, that's the other conversation I'm having with folks is how are we thinking about what are we going to do if we can't have face-to-face or if the capacity changes, you know, that where we can't, we can only have half the people in a classroom for religious ed or whatever like that. Those are the things that we need to start putting scenarios in our head and trying to figure that out. And by the way, if you're on staff, don't do this alone. I had a conversation this past week, Chris, where uh, the pastoral uh, associate, the one who's responsible for all children's ministry, we did a Zoom call with, with him and uh, we had his pastor, but then we had all these catechetical, uh, his catechists who are involved in different aspects of children's ministry. It's like we all came together and we brainstormed and talk about what this could look like. And, you know, it was just an initial conversation, but it was really great conversation. And this particular, you know, staff member just felt relieved to know that it's not all on him to do it alone, right? So bring, you've got all these, these catechists and volunteers and other folks that, that should be part of this dreaming with you. Don't do this by yourself because you're going to spin your wheels and kind of get caught up in your own mind. And that's not going to helpful. That's not going to be helpful for you. But we have to think those scenarios of, what are we going to do online? What if COVID comes back, you know, and we have to shut everything down again? What, what is our response to that? Last time we weren't prepared and we did a pretty good job, I think, of at least some of the churches that I've talked to and what I've been seeing, you know, there's been some good efforts considering that there was no plan. Now we can plan ahead for the, the potential of that happening again. How better off are we going to be, you know, if, if we were to revert to some sort of shelter in place quarantine? I just, we just need to think about it. Yeah, no, it's it, it's true. But I, I think, you know, developing that plan, that's where it's overwhelming. And, and you're right about including other people in it. And, and another thing I would add to that is when you include other people into that planning, it's also going to open up the door to future resources that maybe you don't have access to right now, right? Where parishioners, especially if you invite the faithful, the your parishioners, your uh, church members into those conversations, they might be like, oh, you know what, we don't, you, you, the church doesn't have that $2,000 to do X, Y, or Z. You know, I, I'm sure if we need to, I'll be able to raise that kind of money by talking to these people there, right? And and it creates new sources of income and revenue. It creates new, um, uh, it, it, it disperses that burden that a lot of us, I think, might be feeling because now it's being shared um, throughout the congregation. And, and that's one of the keys about inviting other people into that conversation is it doesn't have to, the solution doesn't just fall on your shoulders or on your head in, in that regard. Um, what other like obstacles or challenges do you see, uh, John, um, as your as parish success group and, and you guys are like guiding people into this different way of thinking? The the obstacle is just is to really twofold. The resistance to change, which is normal, right? You know that that we have and we have to work through that. But getting people to see past church doors opening up for mass, right? That, that really is overwhelming people right now. And I get that. We, again, we've talked about, you know, I, I've seen dioceses that have 
four pages of recommendations and some have seven. And, and then now I've seen dioceses that have 17. I've seen one diocese that has like 37 pages of recommendations. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, no wonder you're overwhelmed. Like you can't think about anything else because you've got all these like recommendations. I get that. That's real, right? Uh, that's why we've got to be forward thinking. And that's, that's part of my job as a coach is I come in and I push that. It's like, okay, you've got to consider those 37 pages of recommendations. But what about this what about that and thinking ahead well and and again we have to bang that drum of thinking ahead and and um you know i agree like the idea of where we are now is overwhelming just like how where we were two months ago is overwhelming right because we couldn't think about the future two months ago because we're thinking about right now we have to shut things down right and now it feels like we can't think about the future because right now we have to open things back up the question I have is in two months, what's going to be that distraction from thinking in the future, right? You know, is it shutting things back down? And that's where um, I applaud, uh, and I've seen some parishes do this, and I think it's great. They've sent out letters or um, emails or videos to their parishioners saying like, okay, the state's opening up now. Um, the diocese is saying you can open up at this point. We're going to open up here because we're going to be able to plan and prepare for that. And that tells me that the way I read it is they actually already have a plan for opening up, but they're then building themselves that margin to think beyond that open up date, right? And I think um, that's always the challenge is, is getting out of the now and delaying some things. And, and I would say, you know, from a youth ministry standpoint, um, you know, if you've started on Labor Day weekend or you've started at the end of August, no one is really going to hold it against you if you say, you know what, we're going to start in October. Uh, because what you've then done is giving yourself just a little bit more margin to say like, okay, October's the deadline, you know, things might shut down by that point, but it gives us all this little bit of margin to sort of, you know, uh, to, to adapt and adjust and, and give us that flexibility. So, you know, just because the state, the jurisdiction you're in, the, the, um, the, the diocese that you're in is saying like, you need to like open up or you can open up doesn't mean you have to. And that's not just an opening up sort of debate. It's, it, it's, it's also just realizing that you don't have to move at the same pace that youth sports are youth moving at, restaurants are moving at, you know, um, uh, movie theaters or, or whatnot. It's you've got to find out what's best for your community because you, if you move too quickly, um, you are going to burn people out and you're going to end up expediting and using way too much energy and, and resources uh, that you didn't account for beforehand. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges of doing a podcast like this, Chris, is like we try to provide some actionable ways of thinking and being uh, and doing church uh, <clears throat> that, that are universal or as universal as we can get. 90, you know, that matches 90 percent of people, 90 percent of the time, that type of thing. But with this covid stuff, for instance, you know, the reality is every not not only is every state different, every county in every state could be a little bit different. And so it's hard for us to provide some universal guidance around that type of thing. But look, Chris, you talked earlier about what's the next obstacle and that's going to stop us from thinking ahead. This is the challenge for all of us as ministers in general. It's like there's always something. And sometimes it's as simple as what's streaming on Netflix or Disney Plus that prevents me from thinking ahead because I want to watch that show, right? I mean, am I am I the only one, Chris? Or you know? Yes, yes, you're the only one. I don't know what you're talking about. When I see margin in my life, I'm not wondering what's on Netflix. I'm like, how can I get ahead? Yeah, know? that's <laughs> right. You know, or some of us are just like, I am so exhausted from thinking about church and COVID. Like, give me the next good series on on a streaming service. I totally get that, but that is 
that is the obstacle. That's that's human nature that we have to overcome, right? But, you know, we have to figure that out. But to that point, and, and this is maybe another conversation, um, you know, in regards to pit stops, is like when we're, you're planning for the the year, um, not just financially, but like rhythm wise, like because this is such an exhausting process, you know, you have to plan times where you can take a step back and take a break, right? Now that doesn't mean cancel mass, no, but like uh, your other programs, right? Your other like opportunities that you're doing, do less so that you can do more down the line, right? So even if, you know, your giving is telling you you can't spend X amount of dollars, you know, be like John was saying, be conservative with your budget so you can say like, you know what, that's fine. We're just not gonna plan to do as much because there is so much unknown and we have to give ourselves that margin. We have to give ourselves that opportunity to rest and re-examine whether we're heading in that right direction as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so that, you know, when the free time doesn't, does pop up, you're not wasting it on Netflix or Disney plus like John, you know, you're more productive in, at the whiteboard like me, you know, and so, <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> so full of it, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, in, in all seriousness, right. It's like, no, I get you. Sometimes we're so exa exhausted that when yeah. we do have that time to rest, we're not restful because we're just, we, we, we can't think. And so part of your planning um, and being conservative is not just with your finances, but also with your time and your schedule. Up ahead. Yeah. And, and, and I think the other piece to this too is, is there's been, um, I've seen amazing creativity during COVID. What are we going to take with us, right? What of what we've done has worked that we're like, we are going to keep this, whatever it is, you know, um, there, one parish I'm working with started to kind of, because they can't gather right now, they're doing kind of a Sunday hour long kind of, you know, Bible study, faith formation gathering. Right. And they're like, wow, that's been really well received. And this is a, it's a great non gathered event that pulls people in when we can't get them on site. Right. That's what's great about the technology because there are times that, and I hear it time and time again, I, I just can't, I just can't tell my, my team or parent or volunteers to come back to the church again. You don't have to now, right? right. Because now we, first of all, you didn't have to before, but now that we've all finally have this technology, right? That we've all at least know how to use it, you know, that we're, we can bring some of that over. And so we're, you know, one parish I work with, like, that's what we're trying to, to, to build upon. It's like, there's been so many successes here in COVID world what parts of this are we going to take with us? That is good strategic thinking. And that's going to help you again. God forbid something comes up in the fall or whatnot. That's going to allow us to be, again, more nimble, more adaptable, more flexible. Take those creative ideas. And by the way, it's just good evangelization, right? The church has never been just about what we do on site, right? It's about how do we go off site? Well, one of the ways that we can do that is you from your parish office and me from my parish office sitting here and we're doing something that's sent out on the, 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 the ether of internet, right? And YouTube and Facebook live and whatever else. And now people are engaging with the church and with ministry and their faith and the comfort of their own home. We're not quote unquote, burdening, burdening them to come back on site again, which I get is real, right? You know, and so why are all of our team meetings, for instance, with our volunteers, Chris, you're, you're youth ministry, right? What, you know, do all your team meetings need to be on another night separate from your youth night or confirmation night if we now have Zoom technology and maybe some of the meetings? And I'm not, I'm not saying you get rid of all face-to-face -face meetings. I'm not saying, but I'm saying you have another option now to get creative and think differently about it. And that's the beauty of 
COVID-19. Well, even so, like, why do they even have to happen on the church campus, right? The church campus has been like a non-factor for most people in the last two months, right? But we still have been able to be the church and do church, you know, uh, and, uh, and that just shows that we don't, that church is more than a building, right? We've also seen that the weekend has been depleted, you know, outside of streaming a mass, like what all other weekend experiences are gone. So it's no longer about the weekend, right? It's about the week and, and, and that going to the creativity. That's some of the things I love that I've seen is how the church has served the church and the community, the, pa- the parish community, you know, throughout the week. And those are some of the things I hope don't go away. Mm-hmm. I, I, those are some of the things where I hope like we don't just say, okay, all back to the weekend or all back to the church campus, but that the impact and the enro- the, the, the steps that we've taken to be more present in the community, whether it's virtual or physical, like continue to build on. And those are some of the things that you can start planning on. And some of those things actually take less money, uh, cost less money and uh, take less resources. Uh, because they're already in place. So uh, just kind of, you know, wrapping this up in a way, uh, just, you know, slow things down, be creative, uh, be a little bit conservative at, at the same time. And, or, you know, it, it, use that uh, adage of do, uh, you know, um, do less with more, uh, do more with less, right? And, uh, and just continue to uh, just take this one step at a time, but don't get stuck in the urgent. Don't get stuck in what's happening right now. You have to think forward. John, uh, any uh, further or final thoughts? Yeah, just one last thought. You know, a lot of us have probably seen these different memes going around on social media. There's one that I really have liked. It's just this real simple black and white image that shows the cityscape and people walking the dogs and people in the car and home, whatever like that. And, and the, the image basically says, uh, church happens here and here and here and here and here and here, right? And it's just pointing to all these places out in the, the quote-unquote secular world where church happens. That perfectly encapsulates the reality that we've been in the past two plus months, right? Church has not been about what's happened on church ground. So when you look at the fall, how do we not lose sight of how important the domestic church has been in the homes, for instance, in the role of parents. Like, we need to embrace more of that. How do we do? How is church more prevalent in in the businesses and in the park and in the playground and wherever else? Right? You know, that's that's an image of church in my mind that I think we need to keep holding on to because we were forced to live that for two plus months. Let's not lose that just because we can open everything back up. Amen. All right. And if you need help with that, you can always uh, reach out to us at thechurchpodcast.org. Shoot us some questions at questions at thechurchpodcast.org. But if you really need some like hands-on expertise sort of advice when he's not watching Netflix or Disney Plus, John, how can people reach out to you? For the record, it's mostly Disney Plus, and I'm watching a lot of the Nat, Nat Geo like documentaries, which are amazing. Okay, so, but uh, just so you know, I I love the Nat Geo doc documentaries. I watched Free Solo recently. Anyways, sorry, good, you got me sidetracked. It's your fault, Chris. Uh, hey, I've been doing a lot of just random one-on-one Zoom calls with folks, just kind of uh, doing some brainstorming and ha- kind of having some fun about the realities of their parish. If you want to do that, let's chat. We'd love that opportunity. You reach out to me at parishsuccessgroup.com. 
uh, is where our website is. All my information is there. And of course, I, I connect with people quite a bit on Twitter as well, at John Ronaldo, so you can connect with me there as well. And, and I just want to let people know, too, that uh, at Marathon, we've, uh, we're in the midst of launching a uh, masterclass called Crafting Your Own Vision, which is talking exactly about this and, and how to think you know, outside the box and, and be creative with that. Um, all that's at MarathonYouthMinistry.com. And if you want to connect with me um, on social media, Marathon Youth Ministry, just look out for that as well. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, we'd love for you to leave at least a five-star review on iTunes or anywhere this podcast can be heard. And of course, share it with your friends. But uh, we appreciate all that you do. We know that the road ahead seems a little rocky, but we're there with you. We love you and we're watching out for you. And uh, John, would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time. This, this creative juices flowing in terms of how we evangelize and how we minister. Lord, we just pray for all those who are listening, all those leaders uh, who are listening to church podcasts that, that they are inspired to, to innovate, to change, to look at how we better evangelize the culture today. Uh, and, and create those intentional disciples we often talk about, Lord. Help us to not get caught up in the here and now, but continually help us think about the future and the vision of what could be, even in crisis, even in times like this, Lord. So continue to be with us. Send your spirit upon us to inspire us. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.